views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome for another hour on Transformation Talk Radio. And I'm Dr. Pat. You're listening to Dr. Pat Show uh, because that's what you and Benny named the show way back in the day. Uh, But, you know, I got to tell you, this is so fun. Even like what? Almost 14 years later, it's still fun. Why? Because I get to chat with Benny. Hello, Mr. Benny. Hi, Pat. How are you doing today? Awesome as usual. I know. Uh, and then we have like a really cool uh, guest, a featured guest today, mm-hmm. which uh, joined us, Leah Guy. And she was we're so excited about. to be on the show. She called last hour, too. Oh, did she? <laughs> <laughs> she was jumping the gun. <laughs> she was like, come on, come on, get me on there. Right. Um, yeah. Because why? Because she wrote the book called The Fearless Path. There you go. That's why. Feeling fearless. She, Calling she's feeling the yeah. fearless. See? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Here's what I love about this. You know, the book subtitles always are so telling to me. A Radical Awakening to Emotional Healing and Inner Peace. But one of the things I love about her, you know, beyond being intuitive, transpersonal healer, spiritual teacher, professional speaker, media personality, all of the above. What is it that we get to learn in life that she got to learn in life? where she triggered all these light bulbs to go on to maybe ask questions about things that, yeah, this is what I've been told, but not so much. Today, we're going to take a journey with her, enter the world of the fearless path. Why in today's world is this message more important now than perhaps it's ever been? Uh Leah, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Big, big message. Big. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. So look, um, you know, from what I, uh, you've been doing this for a couple of decades now. And I got a question for you. Given Mm -hmm. that you've written this book, you've worked with countless people. What do you think for yourself has been the greatest challenge that you personally had to overcome to bring you to this very moment well why don't we start with a big question (laughs) okay see they didn't tell you about me right you know can't help it i mean that's what happens when you're a patty from the bronx Uh (laughs) (laughs) the biggest challenge i've had to overcome well i think it was to 
stop relying on things in the outside world for my happiness. I think mm-hmm. that's probably it because, and it's not even just my challenge. I, I notice as I work with all these clients and, you know, speak at all the events, everyone's trying to find a solution somewhere out there, you know, and yeah. it's a, it's a paradigm shift that's huge when we start to realize, uh-oh, the, the solution is in here, you know, and we talk about it. We talk about it with food, with health, with all this kind of stuff, but even with our emotional stuff. You know, all of our baggage, all of our uh, history, our pains, our everything. You know, that stuff's happened, and it's real, and we don't want to discount it. But the reality is now that here we are, you know, and what am I going to do for myself? And that's a big head-turner. Yeah, it. you know, somewhere along the line, and maybe it's because we don't mute the commercials on the TV. Maybe it's that. I don't know. But somewhere along the line, you know, we bought in to listening to anything but our inner voice. How oh, did you God. find I mean, yours? Well, you know, I was in a tragic state. I was, mm-hmm. uh, I had been raped. I'd had a lot of things in my childhood including mm-hmm. an aunt that was murdered, an eating disorder, you know, dysfunction. Not total, everyone has a dysfunctional family, but, you know, we all process it differently. Yeah. And it came to a point in my early 20s where I was like, you know, I've got to do something or I'm not going to survive this. And um, luckily, a friend of mine told me about this school in California that I ended up going to because I've always been interested in spirituality and wellness and health and all that kind of thing. So I went to the school, and it was kind of a metaphysical school, you know, a little bit out there. Um, but at that point, I was willing to try just about anything. And it turns out that the school was very uh, focused on energy work, on meditation, on mind-body connection, on, you know, this kind of transpersonal wellness that goes beyond the physical body. And it not only made sense to me, but as I started to allow people to work with me, And then I, of course, got my turn to work with other people. I saw, you know, there's some real results here. This is, something's happening. And um, I just kind of devoted my life to it, honestly, uh, from that point forward, because I had to. You know, I had a severe anxiety. I was so anxious, I couldn't get on any kind of highway or freeway or drive a car for over, you know, a year or two. Yeah, wow. um, Yeah, and... And, you know, here I am now driving from Atlanta to New York and New York, Florida, you know, just going all over the place. Um, But, you know, for me, I really had to, you you have to get inside yourself, you know, and not become selfish and not tune out the world, but really start to pay attention to what is going on. You know, where is this pain coming from? Where is this anxiety coming from? What is imbalanced in my life? And uh, that's that's what I did, and, and that's what a lot of us need to do. Yeah, I was, uh, of course, I read your book. So, you know, I just want to give you a heads up, a little warning about that in advance. Um, and so <laughs> I just because I know you, you probably own a lot of shows and half the people I'm told they don't read the books. Um, right. But, you know, I, I owe it to my I owe it to this 14 year listening audience, the best on the planet to read the book. Um, yeah, thank you. Here's a quote that I love. And you put it, a Jim Morrison quote. I love this. And, and one of my mentors just loved Jim Morrison. Here it is. It says, we fear violence less than our own feelings. Oh, boy. Personal, private, solitary pain is more terrifying than what anyone else can inflict. You know, 
I thought about this and then I, I read the, your, the section in the book and I was really struck by the fact that what you and I and countless others have in common is this thing you write in the book. Most of us have fallen to our knees uh, with heart strangling emotional pain at some point or another. That is so true, but yet look mm. at us. Aren't we here now? How did we get here then? Yeah. Well, you know, we have the human spirit is incredible. And mm-hmm. and that, you know, it's, it's the trick of the mind and versus spirit. You know, sometimes yeah. you get into a lot of conflict there. And we all, we all have, you know, I, I rattled off a few things that I endured when I was young and not even mm-hmm. if some people are young, but, you know, losing loved ones, uh, losing all of your income source or whatever, you know, all there's so many different things that cause uh, this gripping heartache and fear. And just when we do, we get to our knees just crying and surrendering and we don't know what to do. But the, the spirit is so strong. And that's what we have to really tap into. And we have to build a relationship with that part of ourselves again. And, and that's the problem. When we're looking outside of ourselves constantly for a drug or a food or a person or a job or a, a, or a place to live that's going to somehow magically make us better and make us happier, then that stuff is just so short-lived, you know. Uh, but if we can get up from our knees that one time, then we know we have the strength and the courage that it takes to do this. And that's what the fearless path, you know, just the courage to show up to ourselves. And if, if you're there, then, then you've got it. You can, you can make it work. You can get through the, uh, the pain and the suffering. You know, um, there's an expression. I saw a tattoo the other day on a woman. And um, what, was the, what did the tattoo say? It said something like, guts, not fear. It was a little, it was a tattoo on her arm. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I thought, wow, that so speaks so loudly. Um, but I want to ask you about a couple of other things that I was really drawn by um, in the book. Uh, and one of them, I think, was something uh, that you shared, like the root of all fear is disconnection from source. And I want to have yeah. a conversation with you about that. Because looking back now, I know that is so true, but when I was like in the middle of my own muck, I couldn't mm-hmm. see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a lot of people um, have disconnected from a higher sense or a higher perspective of self and of a higher power. And, you know, rightfully so, there's so much going on in the world and there's so much negativity and there's so many beliefs and ideas that are crammed down people's throats from the age of, you know, one or however, whenever they can start understanding language. So it's, you know, it's not a foreign thing to happen to people, but it's becoming more common in certain ways, meaning that this whole, that whole idea I was just speaking of that, you know, we rely on um, things, even sometimes within our own self, like our mind or just our physical self, and we forget to rely on the divine plan, you know, that there's a divine order to all things, that we have a purpose. Um, And a lot of times we disconnect from that idea of our higher power or higher source because of emotional pains and issues that we've endured, meaning if someone doesn't feel worthy, then how are they going to feel like anything they do in their life is valuable or purposeful to the human race, you know? even though it is, and I try to, you know, in the book, one of my 
main goals was to assure anyone that their purpose here, even if it's just to love one person, you know, even if it's just to care for one animal or whatever it is, it doesn't have to be, uh, you know, we, we're all not Thomas Edison and making great inventions or whatever, but the purpose <laughs> is, you know, it's powerful. And each, each act and each thing that we do and that we give here does spread and it affects each one of us, every one of us. So, you know, but when we feel terrible and when we're depressed and when we feel like we don't want to get out of bed or we're so anxious that we can't drive on the freeway or, or otherwise feel full of shame or guilt or whatever that we're dealing with, it's very hard to get into touch with, oh, well, I'm, I'm here on a mission. I have, my soul yeah. has a purpose. I'm supposed to be doing something, you know. <laughs> so it, it's, it's a step and, it's, and it is a path. Um, but to have that reminder is important that when we, um, you know, when we're connected, when we're connected in and to that deep place of who we are, and when we're connected into um, a, whatever, however you see it, whether it's a grid or heaven or, you know, angels or atoms or however you see it, when you're connected, then you feel part of something and you feel purposeful. And that's why I say this connection is one of the most dangerous things for people. You know, it, it leaves them in a state that is, uh, well, it's, you know, it's fragmented, it's fractured, it's removed, yeah. it's isolated, and it's not, uh, it's not whole and healthy. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, Leah and I are going to talk about something that I don't think gets talked about enough, shame. You know, there's mm. actually like a little what disco song calls shame, shame, shame. But I'm telling you, that's not what we're talking about here. <laughs> you know, what is it about us kids that uh, six, seven years old that went through trauma? You know, what is it that happens when you experience bullying, abuse, uh, sexual assault? What happens to the soul? Do we crush it or is it just waiting for something greater from us? But I'm going to tell you, some of the best writings I've ever seen on shame is in this book. Let's take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back. Fickle my heart and how woozy my eyes I struggle to find any truth in your lies Now my heart stumbles on things I don't know My weakness I feel I must finally show Hey listeners, would you love to have the most imaginable relationships ever? David Karsher has just finished his breakthrough book, The Seven Spiritual Strategies for Fulfilling Relationships, and he is giving you a copy. Learn to move any important relationship in your life forward like never before. Visit davidkarsher.com slash blessing or transformationtalkradio.com to receive this incredible gift. Once again, that's davidkarsher.com slash blessing. Chris Stainis is a spiritual leader and healer and teaches a course on how you can transform your life through a meditation and healing system that will manifest your spirit's dreams. She manifested the Women of Wisdom Conference, the Women of Wisdom book, and this radio show. And she can show you how to change your life, too. Are you ready? Visit the website and contact her at VoicesOfWomenToday.com. That's VoicesOfWomenToday.com. 
What if your body and mind were the compasses to the secrets, mysteries, and magic of life? Glenna Rice, co-host of The Questionable Parent, is inviting you to access all that is possible. Glenna is a 10-year certified veteran access consciousness facilitator who offers an amazing variety of life-changing classes and workshops. Work with Glenna from anywhere with teleclasses and workshops all over the globe. To learn more and see Glenna's current schedule of events, classes, and workshops, visit GlennaRice.com. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to TransformationRadio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit JenRoyster.com for more information. Are you ready to start winning at the game of life? Lynn Brown, host of Get Into It, Winning at the Game of Life, is here to help you reach places and goals that you never thought possible. Lynn is an intuitive healer with a specialized background in financial healing. She combines her intuitive nature and her wholesome approach to financial planning. To learn more about her financial planning services, contact her personally at letter R, letter U, intuit.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back, Dr. Pacho. I've got a really cool, cool guest today. And we're talking about the fearless path. Um, before we jump into shame, would you tell folks how they can find out more about you, Leah, and, and also how they can get a copy of your book? Sure. Well, I'm known as the Modern Sage. So if you go yeah. to modern <laughs> modernsage.com, then you can find me and uh, meditation CDs and you know different things I offer online products. The book mm-hmm. is for sale at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Target. You know, and stores can order it if they don't already have it, like Barnes and Noble uh, retail stores. So it's pretty much available anywhere you look um, look for it. Awesome. Um, yeah. Now, wh- listen. I wanted to talk to you about the the chapter in the book that's called devotion. And as I was reading the book, I was I was pleasantly surprised to turn to the section on shame. I was totally unexpecting to find this right here. And mm-hmm. I thought, "Huh." And then I thought, "Wow. This is an exposé on shame." And I don't think I've ever heard anybody talk about healthy shame. And Mm. so, you know, let's talk about this. And the first question I have about it is, is shame different for men and women, in your opinion? Meaning, do we experience it differently? And are are there different triggers from your experience? Um, 
I, I'm going to say yes and no to that. I think shame is the same for all of us, but I do think mm. that, that men and women experience it slightly differently. Um, I actually am very passionate about helping men with emotional health because I don't think they have enough um, resources. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and because of that, and because of just our society and the kind of stigma that we uh, you know put on men and women and how we deal with emotions and so forth, I think it's it's it, shame is being processed differently for men and women. However, it is the same experience. And it's one of the biggest issues um, of our existence, of our emotional existence, because everyone experiences it. Everyone gets shamed. And it's nobody's fault because we're all human. If you have a caretaker, a parent, a guardian, a teacher, a lover, or a friend, you have experienced shame. <laughs> and that's, that's just the truth. You know, we're, we're vulnerable to it. And um, it's, it's a powerful emotion that starts our identification process of who we are in relation to other people and how people view us. And that starts to shift our ident- self-identification. And like you said, I write a lot in the book, or not a lot, but I also mm-hmm. address the healthy shame. Because yeah. shame is not just a negative thing. Shame is... Um, it is a, a lifelong thing for many of us to work through, and some of us have deeper degrees of it than others, but there is healthy shame. So what I mean by that is anytime we're shamed from another person, we, uh, our self-worth gets attacked. You know, and attack is a harsh word, but we'll just use it because we can understand that. Our self-worth, our um, identity, our sense of value, um, our whole ego gets a, a look, you know, we take an internal look at this aspect of ourselves to see how we measure up to people's expectations of who we are. And if we believe for any reason, because of the level of shame that we experience, that we're not okay, that we're not um, right, that, that there's inherently something wrong with us, that's what starts to develop the issue of shame as an ongoing emotional crisis in our life, essentially. And, you know, there's a quote in the book where I, I say something along the lines of um, shame makes you believe that not only that you've done something wrong, but that you are wrong, you yeah. know, that there's something wrong with you as a person. And so obviously this is a really deep core issue, and so many people um, have have this issue to contend with. And it stops them from, you know, achieving their goals, their dreams, from getting into relationships they want, um, from believing themselves to do many things in their life. So it's definitely, it's definitely um, an issue to take on. And ironically, it's also, you know, in the center, it corresponds energetically with the chakras and so forth, with the center, the core of who we are, um, the third aspect there, right around our tummy area, if you were looking at the energy field. So, but what we do in general to avoid some of this external shame is we start creating internal shame. Because it's easier for us to handle our own mistakes than to believe that we disappointed someone that we love. And so this is a pattern that we see a lot where um, people will either consciously or subconsciously do things or act or react in certain ways where they still feel ashamed, but they're able to manage their own self-shame easier than if a parent or a loved one uh, makes them feel shame. So it becomes very convoluted and twisted and hard to decipher after a while of where the shame is actually coming from. And so at this point, when that starts happening, you know, uh, 
help is needed. It's, it's hard to filter through all that on one's own. Well, you know, it's interesting. This morning I got an email from one of our listeners who um, obviously has already read your book and mm-hmm. was asking a couple of questions and is also following some of the uh, um, hearings that are going on. And she pointed to a particular interaction. Uh, my show is apolitical, meaning I don't t- talk about political stuff, but I do yeah. talk about values. And so her question came to me to present to you. And she referenced Senator Kamala Harris, who yesterday in the hearing was literally trying to get an answer out of the four guys that just wouldn't answer the questions for anybody. But Mm -hmm. what she commented on is this. She says, while Senator Kamala Harris didn't show shame or embarrassment and that's embarrassment like is another form of shame right um she said uh she personally felt embarrassed because she was talking about the interaction where the chair accused senator senator harris of being too um uh, what's the word Uh, too aggressive in her questioning and i thought and she said this was really shocking because why her, you know, why this woman of color, uh, why was she getting scold and none of the other senators were, and she mm-hmm. said she felt embarrassed and, sh- and shamed. And I thought, wow, that is a different view of shame that yeah. we can watch another person get bullied in her words and not know what to do. And want to help her in the end. She handled herself really well. But that it was such an interesting observation. What do you make of that? Mm. Well, I think shame is one of those uh, things. And empathy. There's a couple of things going on mm-hmm. here. You know, feeling yeah. such empathy for a person. But shame is one of those things that's so easily triggered. Because, like I said, all of us have experienced it. You know? And it could be uh, a value, a word, a phrase, um, you know, justice. There's all kinds of things that come up for people that can trigger their shame. And that's how we recognize it so quickly and so easily. And it's triggering something in her from, you know, who knows when. Right. Um, and for other people, it may not at all, you know, but they're going to get triggered in a completely different way. So um, and that's what it, it's so universal. And that's, you know, in, in the book, I talk about so many different people's stories and examples of, um, you know, how people are healing and suffering. And the thing that I've realized over the years is that the stories are all different. I mean, I've heard so many stories, I can't even begin to describe them. But underneath that, the suffering is the, is the same. You know, we're all suffering similarly. And that's where that empathy ties in. So, you know, if uh, someone's recognizing something, it, it doesn't even have to be a direct correlation, but if they see a look in someone's eye or, you know, a smirk on someone's face, it can trigger something in another person that just sends them into, um, you know, their own experience. Yeah. When we come back, I want to talk with you again about, first of all, the fearless path. What does it look like? What does it feel like? And how does it change our lives, but yet may not, may not, 
talk to what you might think about fear. When we come back, get ready to hear some things you probably never thought you'd hear on my show about what not to do. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Steffen each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Tune in to the hit show, Mouthing Off with Chef Rossi. Chef Rossi mouths off about different subjects in pursuit of breaking down walls and opening up your minds. She and Dr. Pat banter back and forth, taking from the headlines of the day on subjects that reach beyond what goes on in the world into your hearts. And go to theragingskillet.com to find out more and let Chef Rossi know what's on your mind. Miss any shows during the week? Don't worry, we've got you covered. With the free Transformation Talk radio app, you'll have access to all of the past week's shows in the palm of your hand. Tune in to Transformation Talk radio anywhere you go with our free app for any of your devices. Check out our app in the App Store and Google Play Store today. Calling all moms, it's time to awaken your vibrant, intuitive, loving self in every area of your life. Join host Debbie Pokornik as she shares thoughts, stories, and tools to help you stand in your power. Listen to Vibrant Powerful Moms Helping Everyday Women Create Extraordinary Lives, Mondays at 2.30 Pacific, 5.30 Eastern. For more information about Debbie, visit empoweringenergy.com. That's empowering with letters N-R-G.com. Gifted intuitive healer and spiritual teacher, Sarah Luce, brings her unique style to the hit show, Small Steps, Big Breakthrough Radio, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Tune in each month as Sarah turns reality on end and shows us how to experience expansive results with simple yet powerful steps. Expect an enlightening bend on what you currently believe is possible. For show details and upcoming topics, visit SarahLoose.com. That's S-A-R-A-L-O-O-S.com. 
brand consultant Jen Morgan is here with Radically Distinct Radio to help you take control of your future and maximize your brand's power to produce results. Whether you're an individual trying to reinvent yourself and launch a new venture, or you're an executive trying to reposition your company to modernize your sales and marketing programs, Jen Morgan and the Rad Method empower you to play to your strengths and show up in the world as your most powerful brand. To learn more, go to jenmorgan.com. That's Jen with two N's, morgan.com, or call 206 Oh man, just give me my little shiny disco ball and I'm all over it right now. Um, Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Uh, talking with Leah Guy here. We're talking about the fearless path. Certainly, you can get a copy of her book pretty much everywhere. Um, and also, um, you know, I want to make sure, Leah, that people have your website, but also how they can find out more about you, how they can work with you, how they can do all of the above. Mm, thanks. Well, at modernsage.com, mm-hmm. um, you know, they can contact me there, ask questions. I have uh, meditation classes I teach online, Skype lessons, or coaching sessions I do and then there's other product and you know upcoming events so that's the best place to look awesome um before the break what I was saying is I said there are some things that I think those of us that don't come from like a we don't come from like a a new thought family or a progressive family you know what I mean you know, I grew mm-hmm. up in the projects in the Bronx so you know, this whole idea about expectations and attachment and letting go, I didn't hear any of that until much, much later. And then when I did, I just couldn't, you know, I tried to make sense of things, right? Mm-hmm. And my own personal experience, it just didn't unravel in that way. But I would love to hear what your thoughts are about some of these things we're saying to people that when we scratch our heads, we, we maybe, should, maybe, maybe we should rethink a little bit, right? Yeah. Well, you mentioned um, detachment or attachment yeah. and yeah. detachment. And one of my least favorite phrases in the whole world is let it go. I, I oh. write about it in chapter one. Mm. And um, I think it's a chronic problem in our society. It has become a prescriptive for pretty much everything wrong with a person as, as far as in their mind, their heart, or their experience. Just let it go. Just move on. Let it go. And it's really problematic because um, it, it, it sends the mind into this uh, place. Well, there's no resolve. In other words, let it go where? You know, we can try to dismiss negative thoughts if they're repetitive and so forth and think about something else if we want but when it comes to emotions in particular, basically when you're saying let it go, you're really just trying to cut off a piece of yourself, a piece of reality, a piece of um, your history. And that causes that detachment, which some philosophies ascribe to, but I don't. Because when we're detached, then we're detached. You know, And detachment does not lend itself to a healthy sense of wholeness and being. I, I liken it to, you know, Uh, removing an appendage from our body. You know, if there's a sore that's on our finger, for example, do we just take it off? No, we care for it. We, you know, soak it. We bandage it. We be gentle with it. We wait for it to heal. 
we let it grow new skin, and then all of a sudden we have, you know, a, a fully functioning fine finger again. We don't just cut it off. But anymore, people are so, um, well, they're so anxious to yeah. not be in pain. They're so, uh, you know, hurried to just get some quick relief, a remedy that will solve all their problems. And this letting go idea is what they're turning to. And it's just ridiculous. In fact, in the book, I, I talk about, you know, there's no cosmic trash can. So if you if you believe that we're all connected and all things are one and there's, you know, there is a reason and flow and harmony to things. And, you know, if you're a seeker of that sort and believe in the universe and consciousness and so forth, the connection, then it doesn't even make sense to try to do this detachment, disconnection thing, because you're essentially, um, you know, negating the very thing that you believe. I think the way through it is to stay with it, to allow it to be real, because it is real. What happened to me happened 25 years ago. The, the more I tried to take drugs and therapize right. myself out of it and forget it and run away from it, the more sick and crazy I became. Then, once I realized, you know what, this happened, it sucked, it felt terrible, I have never been in so much pain in my life, and still, when I think of it, uh, you know, things come up, rightfully so. It was a horrible event, a tragedy. So, but we need to allow those experiences, that's how things shift and change, and that's how eventually healing starts happening. Well, and, you, you know, one of the things that uh, I was talking to you about during the break is, you know, one of the most visible examples of letting go, uh, I, I think, came through the media. And what a social media storm is going on now about Senator Kamala Harris, who mm-hmm. was trying to, you know, ask a question. And, you know, the committee chair came on and basically what they were saying to her is, man, you need to let go of this. Move on. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm here, I'm reading your book and I'm mm-hmm. reading your book, look at reading your book like it. And I'm like, wait a minute. There's so many mixed messages today yeah. in the world. I, I mean, part of it is really uh, completely uh, in opposition of a healing process. How do we let go of something we haven't worked through or do we let go? And that is the working through. Maybe you can help me with that. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I think, I, I don't think we let go. I think we work mm-hmm. through, you know, mm-hmm. emotions are fluid. They're meant to move and they change. We have access to every emotion. So what happens is, is you experience pain. Let's say heartache, right? Do you have heartache and it hurts so bad? You, we try to compartmentalize and put the heartache aside somewhere so that it doesn't get us, so it doesn't touch us, so that it's not, you know, active every single day. So we put it over there. And we ignore it. We try to let it go. We try to distract ourselves. Well, we need heartache. We, that's, a, that's a real emotion. That's a, a genuine part of life that we all have access to, and it's meant to teach us, to help us grow, to give us information, to deepen our, you know, our evolution, and, and so forth. So if it's over there, then it's not serving us at all, and we kind of have it in a box where it's detached. It's over there. And... And then when it's there, it won't process and it won't heal and it won't move and transform and allow uh, forgiveness to come through or allow happiness to come through or allow resentment to come through and allow all the anger to come through over the heartache. We have to allow the pain to be present 
so that the other emotions filter and flow through in their normal uh, respective right. And when they're, when they're not, then that's when we get stuck. And then that's when we create problems for ourselves. And people have this idea that if they just let go or detach or don't deal with it, then they're not going to have the problem or the pain anymore. But the reality is the opposite. We're going to have the pain and the problem, and it's going to become even more problem if we don't, you know, face the reality of what's happening. Uh, it is it's very, you know, it's heartbreaking to me when I see so many clients trying to detach from their parents or loved ones or, you know, forget an instance or be too embarrassed to bring something up. And it's like, come on, you know, this is life. This is life. That is your life. And through that experience and only through it are you going to experience all the other fruits of life, you know. Unfortunately, it happened, but it did happen. It's, that's the reality. And so I think, um, you know, without trying to sound cold or anything, but it's kind of like, you know, a reality check for your authentic feelings. You know, are you willing to be real or are we going to ignore things and just pretend everything's hunky-dory? You know, it's a lie we're telling ourselves. It is a lie we're telling ourselves. And, um, you know, so much is being written right now about we need to be our true selves. We need to be our authentic selves. We, You know, mm-hmm. I mean, how many times have you heard that said to you? Oh, right, a lot, yeah. Right, but who's right. doing it? <laughs> well, right, and 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 it's like what what the end of the sentence is like. Really need you to be who you are, but you know, not like that. That's what happened yesterday, Senator uh, uh, Harris. It's like, yeah, yeah, we really need you to be a strong woman sitting there getting at the truth. But you know what? You're a little too pushy right there. And, you know, it's fascinating because it was a perfect example of what they didn't want to happen, right? Mm -hmm. So this is what we're doing now by having conversations that are a little bit controversy about how we might live our lives and how we might consider something other than we've been told, especially about fear, right? Right. And that's why it's important to build our sense of self, our sense of true identity and strength within ourselves. Because only from that place can we authentically uh, and with integrity and with consciousness and with care and compassion for other people that we're communicating with, from a strong, centered place, we can communicate the truth. But when we're not strong and centered, then we're defensive, then we're feeling um, charged, we're triggered, we're reacting instead of responding. You know, we're coming from all kinds of different angles, and it comes out harsh, or it comes out abrupt, or it comes out (laughs) dominating, or, you know, whatever. So it's really important that this part of dealing with the shame, dealing with our value, um, understanding who we are, what we want to uh, give to this world, and work through our feelings so that we can be balanced and, and just say what is. You know, it shouldn't be that hard, should it? Uh, You know what? I mean, the older I get, the easier it gets. But when I was younger, um, you know, my brain looked something like uh, scrambled eggs with chopped meat in it. And (laughs) (laughs) that's a Jersey. That's a Jersey breakfast. Um, But but I think as I've gotten older, I've replaced sort of the, the, you know, the edges of my thinking with some intuition and knowledge. And when we come back from break, I want to ask you about that because I was really, um, 
I was just really excited to to hear how you wrap the book up. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about Mystic when we come back. Okay, great. All right, everybody, we're going to take a short break. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Look in the mirror. Take a look. It's okay. Look in the mirror. When we come back, we're going to tell you why. Let it go. Let it go. Can't hold it back anymore. Let it go. Thrive is what we experience when our mind, body, and soul operate as one. When we thrive, we excel on all levels. Thrive is the mindset that matters. It is essential to our being. Have you ever found yourself looking for the instruction manual on how to thrive? You'll find everything you need to help you feel strong, powerful, and peaceful in your own body. So don't waste any more time. Visit thrivebygen.com today. Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Lyme Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat, joined here by Dr. Nusheen Darvish. Dr. Pat Basili and Dr. Nusheen Darvish will be bringing the most innovative, groundbreaking information, research, treatment innovations, and stories from those it affects every day. I'm so excited to be talking about this. We have so much to share. Dr. Darvish and I are planning to do is connect the dots. People suffering with all sorts of chronic diseases, it's time. It is time for them to transform. Tune into Lyme Talk Radio and help keep our mission strong. For the loyal listeners out there that have been listening to this incredible show on Lyme disease, we are not going to let you down. We're going to come through stronger and enrich the platform for Lyme disease awareness through Lyme Talk Radio. The message will continue. The conversations will become stronger and the healing epic. Do you ever feel as if you're working twice as hard but only getting half as far? Are you trying to connect with your path in life and finding it elusive? Mainstream Metaphysics Radio is a weekly call-in show where we harness our connection with the universe and use what is in our power to affect change for optimal success and happiness. This hit show bridges the divide between what is and what we do not know. Eve, named one of the country's top psychics, also known as the MBA Psychic, invites you on this journey for this live call-in show with readings, featured guests, leaders, and visionaries in both business and spiritual callings. So join Eve Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com as she takes metaphysics mainstream. For more information about Eve, visit EliteTarot.com. That's EliteTarot.com. The Earth is an ever-changing being. Goddess Light, shamanic healer, Brie Gibbs, guides us through the ascending worlds, bringing forth knowledge and truth. As a light creator, she is here to provide new information needed at this time in our evolution. Join Brie as she shares messages from guides, spirits, ascended masters, goddesses, and others. Tune in the second and fourth Monday, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Thursdays, 1 p.m. Pacific, for Silver Gaia Radio. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. 
Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Miss any shows during the week? Don't worry, we've got you covered. With the free Transformation Talk radio app, you'll have access to all of the past week's shows in the palm of your hand. Tune in to Transformation Talk Radio anywhere you go with our free app for any of your devices. Check out our app in the App Store and Google Play Store today. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, really, really good book, The Fearless Path. Um, I have to say that there is so much wisdom in here and not the kind of wisdom that I thought I'd find. And that's what's so refreshing about Leah's message is that some of the things we thought we were t- we had to do or were told we had to do, um, she really gives a different perspective on things. Uh, Leah, thank you for joining me here today. I wanted to, even though I know this is a shorter segment, I really wanted to chat with you a little bit about the chapter that's called Mystic. Mm-hmm. And I think the questions I want to ask you is, there are several things you talk about in here that may be counter to public opinion or what we've been told or what we've been told to think. Take us on a journey of what the chapter mystic means for people that might not know. Well, it's really about um, tuning in to your inner wisdom. Mm. That's the best way to say it. And, you know, already for some listening, they may think, oh, here we go. This this is the, you know, the spiritual woo-woo stuff. But there's, there's a lot of validity and and history, quite frankly, to how we got here by people following their instincts, by following their intuition, by tuning in to this deeper wisdom and feeling connected to source, like we mentioned earlier, um, to have an experience that is more, that is really more authentic to who you are, rather than just being here and acting out some kind of um, you know, lifestyle or existence that isn't really connected to your your essence, to your core. So I talk a lot of, in that chapter, well, in the meditation, that chapter two, you know, a lot of people are, are that are seekers and spiritualists and so forth think of the mystic and this energy of being, you know, psychic and meditation and higher consciousness and enlightenment and so forth. But my thing is, is that, you know, we are humans and we're here having this this experience on earth and it's wonderful to try to evolve and grow emotionally and spiritually and mentally and so forth but our soul is our soul i don't believe that there is a um that you know that we can affect our soul i think our spirits can be affected by our experience here by our personalities by our um you know how we choose to respond to life and so forth but our soul is stable, and that's the essence of who we are, and that's kind of our anchor. You know, that's kind of our anchor to the other side or however you view that. And the more we learn to listen to our inner wisdom and be guided 
into what we want to do for the day or how we should drive to work or what we should eat and, and really listen, practice listening, we will have a different experience, no doubt, in our life. Um, the meditation that chapter is actually a walking meditation. A lot of people might expect, you know, a meditation about opening your intuition and, you know, how to evolve and, and become enlightened and so forth. But I really threw this in there as not as a curveball, but as a as reality check again. It's like, let's go for a walk. Let's go for a walk, open our eyes, and just see what we see. Let's let it be that simple. And that uh, very simple act can help a person tune in and get more connected to themselves. So it, it is a, it's a nice chapter. It's an important chapter. And a lot of business people, a lot of politicians, a lot of, you know, actors, a lot of... Uh, uh, homemakers, they use their intuition regularly without knowing it, and some of them do know it, but even if you don't know about intuition or how to listen to your inner voice, there's some practical tips and tools in there to help a person, you know, kind of tune in a little bit more. Uh, I think almost every person that you might ask, if you gave them a scenario about, you know, having to follow their gut, you know, whether it be, you know, my gut turned me, told me not to turn left, but, you know, I, and so I didn't. I'm so glad I didn't right. turn left or not to get on that plane. See, when we say intuition for people, they're like, I don't know what that means. But if you give them an example, I would I would imagine when when we really seek this out, we all know. You know, yeah. we know we get a strange feeling. And so mm -hmm. then the next question is, what do we do about it? And I'd love for you right. to talk a little bit about that. Well, uh, what we do about it is that we, as we become more trusting in ourselves and more solid and balanced, like we talked about earlier, in our core and our identity, when we trust ourselves, it becomes easier to trust that intuition. And so it's a very simple practice. I call it traveling your heart. You know, people talk a lot about following your heart. I talk about traveling your heart because the heart is connected to this intuitive heartbeat, you know, this this guide within ourselves. And it's not just all what we want or, you know, look at me or selfish me or just give me what I desire. But as we travel our heart, we are kind of maneuvering through the world with uh, an open sense of our, our senses are uh, alive and connected and we have compassion and we're mindful and we, we're making conscious choices from conscious thought. And that's really how you start on the journey and um, and then just pay attention to those. You know, some people get chill bumps. Some people get, oh, I should do this. Or just if it's a flash of an idea or that feeling in their gut. And a few times, try it. You know, you won't know until you try. And that's the thing about intuition or your inner wisdom is oftentimes we follow it. We don't even, we're not even aware of following it. Being mindful just asks a person, let's just be a little bit more aware today. Maybe for the next hour, play a game with yourself, you know, and just yeah. sniff out where you want to go and what you want to do. I love it. Thank you so much for your time today. Last question. I know we're wrapping up. Personal message. What do you want to leave us with? Well, I want um, everyone to feel inspired and connected. That's the main thing. Connect to a person, a plant, an animal, a, a job, a resource, your home, whatever it is that you can care for. One of the best ways to get on the healing journey is to get connected. Um, ultimately to yourself, but we can start anywhere. And that connection, there's always that uh, that 
essence of love between any connection. So wow. I hope people reach out for that and uh, take it from there. Awesome. Thank you so much. Hey, everybody, what a great show this was. If you missed any part of it, it's going to replay tonight and certainly is available at the Dr. Patcho on Transformation Talk Radio. We'll see you next time. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.